0: Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoyed this message from our midweek service. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoyed this message. Praise the Lord. God bless you guys tonight. Amen. Well, my wife and uh, I—we're very excited to be here tonight with you guys. Um, Like Pastor uh, Omer had mentioned, you know, we're going to Houston, Texas, in October, so we got a little over a month here in in California. And I tell you what—we're just so excited, Amen, that God just chose us through His grace and mercy, Amen, to just to obey the call of God. It's just such a privilege and an honor, Amen, to serve in any capacity. But when we heard from God as we prayed and fasted, we heard clearly us to go to Texas, and as we landed in Texas, as we're scoping out the land, and we land in Houston, we just sensed this peace as we drove around the city, and, and, and started scoping out the neighborhoods, and we knew immediately that we heard from God, amen, and so we come back, and we just let our pastors know, and we, we're in prayer, and sure enough, now, here we are, amen, just a few weeks away from us fulfilling the call of God, amen, we just ask you guys to just keep us in prayer, over these next couple of weeks as we transition, amen, and and just pray for Texas, pray for Houston, God is doing the work, man, we're so excited for Mike and Jessica out there, we see tremendous things already happening, amen, God is just on the move, and we're just so thrilled just to be a part of what God's already doing, praise God, praise the Lord, I do have a quick praise report, speaking of my sons, uh, I had the privilege a couple months back to actually uh, lead my son to the Lord, he's seven years old, and We had the Easter, actually an Easter drama, right? And um, at the end of the drama, uh, I could see that my son was already being touched in the seat. And as I'm watching my son during the drama, I'm praying, right? I'm sitting in my seat because I could tell that my son's being moved by the Spirit of God. And so I'm praying for him, and at the end, he's sitting on my wife's lap, and he he looks to me. And he he gives me a look, and he's like, Dad, I want to get saved. I want to go to the altar. And so I, I, I call him over, and I say, okay, well, when the pastor says, whoever wants to get saved, just lift up your hand. And there is my son. He waits for it, and he lifts up his hand. And there, there I am, the greatest moment a father could ever have. How many fathers in the house? Amen. One of the greatest yearnings in our prayers is that our kids serve the Lord. Ain't that right? As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And so I prayed that. I spoke these words even as he was conceived in my wife's womb. I would speak words of life, speak words of, of a prophetic over my sons. But first of all, that they would just have a relationship with God at an early age. I prayed that with all my heart. God, I pray that you give them an understanding of who you are. And I pray that you fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit at a young age. And so I'm already seeing it take place amen all those all those prayers and words that i spoke over him even when he was in my mother's womb and so i i had the privilege of leading him to the lord and then you know what my, my son says i want to get baptized and so i think it was just this past sunday uh, i had the privilege of baptizing my son amen and he was just so excited amen it was just a powerful time in god's presence god is on the move he's moving into our lives and our and our in our son's lives already even at seven years old amen so i just want to give god glory for that amen praise the lord and uh, i just want to thank uh, pastor Omar and pastor lethe thank you for having us out tonight we do count it a privilege to be here we do hold you guys in the most highest honor we actually look up to you amen and everything that god is doing through your guys' ministry amen i was just blown away just pulling into the parking lot the the just the, the spirit of excellence in this house amen and so give yourselves a hand of praise amen from the parking lot ministry all the way through, Pastor Omar, amen. I, I, just, I just love the spirit that's in this house and the worship, oh my goodness, amen. I thought Praise Chef HP had some good worship. My goodness, you got some anointed men and women of God in this house. Felt right at home sitting there, man, I almost got lost. I think I bumped into you a couple of times. <laughs> I was like, bah, <laughs> that's when you know it's good, right? When you bump into the pastor, praise the Lord. Oh, praise God! You know what? I, I'm so glad and happy, Amen, to be here. And I tell you what, as I was praying for this service and for the message, Amen, I believe that that God, God dropped a a word in my in my heart. But before uh, before I get into that word, Amen, I, I I believe God dropped a word for for you, Pastor Omar and Letty. And I was fighting. I was like, Lord, is this a word for the church? Or is this a word just for you? And this is just a word. For you guys, amen. I believe this with all my heart that I heard from God. And it comes, that Lord even gave me a scripture. It comes from Isaiah 54. And the word of the Lord says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. I heard this very strong, do not hold back. Do not let fear hold you back or any type of limitations hold you back. Lord says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you will spread out to the right and to the left, it's 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 just it's going to be a, f- a phenomenal move of the Holy Spirit revival. I felt this in my spirit <laughs> that the praise chapel Paramount Fellowship is going to spread out so wide. It's not only going to affect the city of Paramount and, and the surrounding cities, but you're going to begin to have a global effect all around the world. You think Texas is 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 is, is how great and how how vast God is. God is going to, you're going to launch churches all over the world, beyond the United States, overseas. There's going to be fellowships all over the world and God is going to use Praise Chapel Paramount Fellowship as just a hub. And it goes on. <coughs> the Lord was saying, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will, uh, will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame says the Lord. Amen. And when I felt when I, when I I was praying over this, and the Lord said to lengthen your, your cords, I really saw in the Spirit that the Lord was going to rise up leadership. Your cords are going to be strengthened because new leadership is going to rise. There's going to be leadership that are anointed, leadership that are filled with the Holy Spirit, and there's going to be such a strong leadership. How many of you guys know that our church cannot grow unless the leadership grows? Amen. Amen. And so the Lord is going to bring... And tie in new leadership was going to rise up in this house. And not only that, but God was going to connect you with relationships. New relationships that you were going to glean from, that, that they were going to deposit into you. These, these, these relationships have a, a global impact. Amen. Maybe those relationships already have started. You're getting connected with new people that God has ordained and God has set up. Because your ministry is going to expand beyond what it already has. Amen. In order for it to expand even more, new relationship and connections and people who are already operating in that type of realm, right, are going to be depositing into you. And there's going to just be an explosion of revival. Amen. And more, I believe tonight there's people sitting in this place that you're called, amen, to go. Amen. And you're part of this word that God is giving tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, that's the word, amen, that I felt my spirit to give you, Pastor Omar Leti. Praise the Lord. I pray that the church will back that, amen, and just keep that in prayer. Amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Well, how many of you guys are excited for the word of God tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, if, you, uh, if you're taking notes, the, the word of the Lord is, is entitled tonight, Yes and Amen. Someone say, Yes and amen. amen. How many guys believe that the word of the Lord is Yes and Amen. How many believe that the word of the Lord is alive? Come on. How many believe that the word of God has the power to change lives? How, come on, somebody. Do you guys believe that tonight? You see, in Psalms 33, if, turn there if you have your word with, word with me. Psalms 33, verse 8 and 9 in the New King James Version says this. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke. Someone say, for he spoke. And it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Praise the Lord. You see, the the, the psalmist King David was referencing in this verse, God's creation in Genesis 1-1. When when he references, for he spoke, this is when God spoke things into existence. How many of you guys see that as powerful? Amen. Uh, and, And he goes on and he says, the world stands in all of him. I don't know about you, but when I think about that, in detail, when I think about that thoroughly, it leaves me in awe. That when God created all things, and He created the heavens and the earth, and when God spoke a word, and it just was, that leaves me in awe. Come on, somebody, that's how powerful God's word is. When God spoke a word, it was created. When God spoke a word, it was. When God spoke a word, things just begin to happen. God spoke a word, and things begin to form. Amen. There's something powerful when God spoke a word and this time, matter, and space uh, was there. When God spoke a word, amen, uh, he spoke the heavens and earth into existence. He, he spoke a word and the stars uh, were in the sky, in the sky and, he, and he called them by name. God spoke a word, amen, uh, and then the oceans knew their boundaries. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, that's powerful. God spoke a word and, and the boundaries were set in the ocean. God spoke a word and, and he said, Let there be light, and there was light. God spoke a word and said, Let us create man in our image. Amen. This is powerful. <clears throat> See, there's something powerful about a, a spoken word from the very beginning of time to the end of age. God words was, God word will always be. Yes. amen because he is the the sovereign amen his word is everlasting his word does not come back to him void he is not a man that shall lie amen his promises in the word of God are yes and amen and this is why I believe that the word of God is life-changing amen because in January 26 2007 a young 21 year old man was sitting at a greenhouse retreat and I heard the word of God and the word of God delivered me amen from one day to the next uh, i was a changed man uh, as i sat there and heard the power of the living word it convicted me to my core uh, the night before i was getting drunk and, and high and loaded and looking for a, a gentleman's club man i was so jacked up and messed up but the very next night god had a different plan amen and god spoke a word uh, to the to the power amen and the anointed man of god that was there and it just touched me and it changed me forever And here I am 12 years later, amen, married to a beautiful woman of God, a family, amen, saved, set free, and delivered. My life totally changed around through the power of a spoken living word. So I believe with all my heart, my soul comes into an agreement with the word of God because I know that it's life changing. My soul says yes and amen. It comes into an agreement with every promise, every spoken word, every promise. Because I believe with all my heart that all scriptures God breathe. All scriptures God breathe. Amen. And the Bible said it's profitable to anyone with ears to hear and would receive them tonight. Amen. Does anyone believe tonight? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That was just my intro. I got three intros. (laughs) Just kidding, we'll be out of here. Amen. We'll get you out in time. Praise the Lord. My main text tonight is going to be Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 to 13. Praise the Lord. The Bible says this, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies <coughs> in bed paralyzed <coughs> Excuse me, and is in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word or just speak the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Are you guys catching on already tonight? Amen. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east into the west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed at that same hour. (coughs) Praise the God. Amen. See, the Bible says that Jesus came to Capernaum, right? And that the Roman officer came and pleaded with him. This Roman officer, we got to understand here, was deeply disturbed. He was in distress, and he approaches Jesus and says, my servant lies in bed paralyzed and is in terrible in terrible pain. See, we have to understand that this act of faith was way out of character for this Roman officer. That's the first thing we got to understand. Way out of character for, for from this Roman officer. He, he held a high social status, amen. He had like 100 million uh, Instagram followers. Amen. High social status. He was highly regarded, you guys. This is not just a a regular soldier. This was a captain. This was a a general. So he is highly regarded, highly respected. Amen. But we see humility in this officer, don't we? He says at his word and and command, he would charge his soldiers and, and enforce Roman law within the same region that Jesus was in. He was a man of authority and things got done the moment he spoke a commanding word, didn't it? You see, we need to understand a little bit of history of what was going on during this time. While Harold was king over Judea, many Roman officers would inflict the people with high taxes, with paganism and brutality. This Roman officer most likely was affiliated with John's beheading in Mark chapter 6, if you read that. However, despite the Roman officers were in these days... There is something different about this one. Amen. This Roman officer was deeply concerned with his servant's well-being. In the Gospels, we read of many people who came to Christ for their children's sake. But this is the only occurrence where a highly regarded officer came to the Lord on behalf of his servant. You won't find that anywhere else. He didn't have to go. he, He didn't have to go the extra mile. How many of you guys understand that? Right? You could just... Let him go and just get himself a new, a new servant, right? But he, he probably went looking everywhere for help. You got to think about this. This is an unbeliever. So he probably tried to seek help everywhere he could. He probably tried to do whatever he can to save his servant. But it wasn't until, someone say until, until he hears of a man named Jesus. And aren't you glad tonight that you heard of the man named Jesus Christ, amen. our Lord and Savior? Amen. It wasn't until he heard, because you got to think about him, and he, he's a, a general Roman officer in this region, and he must have heard of some stories about this man named Jesus. Because <clears throat> the moment Jesus arrives in Capernaum, guess who's looking for him? The Roman officer, right? So it wasn't until he hears of the name of Jesus and the miracles that he was doing, he must have heard of the power that Jesus possessed and the authority that Jesus spoke with and heard about the supernatural things that Jesus was doing. Something came alive inside of him. Amen. Just like something came alive inside of us when we heard the gospel for the first time. Amen. amen. Something came alive in me back in 2007. So I know, amen, as, as I put myself in this Roman officer's shoes, I know something was coming alive when he heard of the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. So something was already brewing. Something was happening inside of him. And it caused him to believe in the Lord. He recognized that Jesus Christ was no ordinary man. He recognized that Jesus Christ's power and authority was far greater than his. He recognized him and that this was this he was operating in and beyond human capability. It was a different type of power, a power that wasn't of this world. He recognized that the power and authority, and he came to believe. He came to believe. So he, I, I, I begin to picture this. So he hears that Jesus is in town, and it begins to reason within himself. How many of you guys ever found yourself reasoning within yourself? And so he hears of all these stories that Jesus is doing, and he begins a reason with himself and says, "I must find this man Jesus Christ because I know." Because I know that I know. And how many of you guys have ever been there at that place? Because you know that you know it may not all look good. Amen. Uh, you may have children that aren't saved. You may have a family member that's not saved. You may have received a doctor's uh, no, But you know that you know that Jesus uh, is the only one that's going to be able to help you and save you and deliver you. Amen. And so he had this moment. There was a reasoning within himself. He says, if there's anybody that's going to heal my servant, it's going to be Jesus. If there's anybody that's going to help my servant and help my situation, it's going to be the Lord. And so he's reasoning with himself, and he says, uh, if he he can speak a word and cast out demons, come on somebody. So he's reasoning, he says, if he can speak a word and heal the sick, amen. If he can speak a word and cause the crippled to walk, uh, if he can speak a word uh, and the winds and the oceans obey him, if he can speak a word to a dead man who was dead for four days and say, rise. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. If he can speak a word and these things happen, then I know that this man can speak a word. I am unworthy for you to come into my house. Just speak the word. Hallelujah. We must not forget, amen, the power and the authority that the Lord possesses, amen, and the power that we now have in Christ Jesus. If this, this, the unbeliever can come to, to his senses and understand that if Jesus would just speak a word, how much more us as believers in Christ. We need to speak word, amen, uh, over unsaved loved ones. Speak word uh, over that uh, sickness uh, or that doctor's uh, note, amen. Speak words of life uh, over your marriage. Speak word, amen. Speak it forth and believe it. Hallelujah. How much more, he said, Jesus said, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. In all of Israel. And it came from an unbeliever who just understood what power and authority is, amen. But he understood whose was greater, and it was Jesus Christ. See, we tend to forget that we were once, amen, changed by the power of the living word, amen. We We tend to forget that we were once delivered and set free, amen. God, amen, has the power to heal and restore our lives, but we tend to forget this. We tend to forget that we belong to the kingdom of God, that we are children of God, and that He is with us and He will never leave us nor forsake us. And the Bible says that there is no weapon that forms against us shall prosper. Amen. But we tend to forget these things. Amen. Whose side we're on? We serve a mighty God. See, in our desperate situations and times of crisis, we allow fear to handicap us. As if if we don't know the wonder-working power of God. As if God never did a miracle in our lives. We're all miracles in this place. We're all saved by grace. Amen. We're all just once lost and headed for destruction, but God saved us. We must not forget the God that we serve. Amen. See, this Roman officer understood the power. Of a spoken word. He understood that whatever came out of the mouth of the Lord. That it was going to be done. This is why he said. I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. I understand who you are. I understand the power that you possess. If you would just speak a word. I know it's going to be done. This is why he just said. Lord just speak. He wasn't concerned about how it was going to be done. Right. Right. He wasn't concerned about when it was going to be done. But what he did know was that the moment Jesus said it, the moment Jesus spoke it, the moment the words left his lips, that it was going to be done. Hallelujah. He understood that the word of the Lord is yes and amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It says, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Someone say yes. Come on, if you believe it, say yes. yes. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, as to God for his glory, amen. So when we say yes and amen to the word of God, we're saying yes, I believe in every word uh, and every promise, amen. And we say yes to the glory of God. You see, we got to understand here tonight, secondly, is we are heirs of this authority and power in Christ Jesus. We need to understand that our words have power. Someone say, my words have power. power. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 21 through 22, Jesus said this, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but you can also say to this mountain, we're talking about speaking right to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says also in Proverbs, That the tongue has the power of life and death. James chapter 3, verse 6 and 8. This is why we got to be very careful as believers on what we say and how we speak and how we conduct ourselves. Come on, somebody. Not only in the house of God, but while we're at work, while we're at school, while we're at the marketing, man. We got to be careful on what we're speaking in our homes because your children are listening. Be careful how you speak to your wife because your children are listening. James chapter 3, verse 6 and 8 says, And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of a fire. It is a world a, a whole a world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It, is set, it can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one, say one, say no one, no one. can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. So we must be careful as to what we speak because our words have weight and power behind them. You you will regret what you speak in the flesh. You will regret what you speak in the flesh when you're angry and you're frustrated and you don't practice self-control in your life. And those heated arguments and disagreements with your spouse you need to have self-control, amen. And the love of Christ needs to rule in your hearts because you speak something, amen. You don't understand how powerful those words are. When you speak things towards your wife, when you speak things through your, your children when they're when they're misbehaving, amen. You gotta have self-control, amen. You gotta discipline in the love of Christ because your words can be damaging. Your words can bring destruction. We can either build each other up or quickly. Tear each other down just with a word spoken. So be careful what we speak over our marriage, over your spouse that may not be saved, or your spouse that's that's just not changing. You're praying and you're praying and you're believing, but nothing's happening. You got to be careful what you speak over them. Amen. Amen. You got to choose to believe and keep trusting in the Lord for that that change to take place because it's not going to happen by what you're doing, it's going to be by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our job is just to keep loving and to be patient and show grace and mercy. Amen. Until that happens, be careful what you say about your children. Be careful what you say about your fellow brethren in the church. Be careful about the conversations that you're having around your table about other leadership. About your pastor or your pastors. About your life group leaders, come on, somebody. Yeah. The Lord says, "What you say in speak, it will be shouted out on the rooftops. Yeah. Eventually, it will be exposed." Come on. Come on. Amen. Yeah. So be careful about the with, with the conversations we're even having. We need to trust in Lord and believe the Word of God and speak life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, I'm so privileged to have my mother here. Amen. <laughs> And my sister and brother-in-law, amen, and my niece and my brother in the back there. Love you guys, too. Give you a little shout-out, Paul Rex. No, but going back to my mother, though, speaking of a, a woman of faith who raised my, my, my four siblings as a single parent before she got married to her husband now, Sam. I mean, I remember her, uh, I think I was probably like a, a young adult already or a, a 17, 18 years old maybe, right? And I remember she purchased the Bible. And she, brought, she came into my room, and she says, you know what, son, one day you're going to read this, and you're going to preach out of it. And keep in mind that I was so jacked up, so jacked up. I, I mean, Lord forgave me and everything, but I, man, I was very bad. I used to curse God and curse the church, and I remember, I think I remember telling you something foul, and like, I'll never preach the word. And I don't know why you bought me that Bible. But she would pray over my room, pray over my pillow. She tells me this later, but you pray over my toothbrush and pray over pray over every single thing that I owned in that house. Praying over my toothbrush so she could cleanse my mouth or what Right? That's right. Cleanse that mouth, Lord, deliver him. Make him gag when he brushes his teeth, huh? I know yeah, I know my mom. I know you're praying those type of prayers. So she would pray over like everything, my clothes, everything, right? But what was she doing? She was speaking word of life. Faith is believing what you cannot see. Amen. And she was speaking things as if it was. And I'm here to testify. Thank you, Mom. Thank you for praying and for raising us in the ways of the Lord. And I know I gave you a hard time. But she didn't give up and she didn't waver, amen, in her faith. And she stood firm on the word and the truth of the word of God. And now I am here. Amen. Serving the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so you got to speak these things. Lord, I, I know my son and daughter will be saved. Lord, I know, Lord God, that you're going to anoint them and sanctify them and set them apart for your glory, God. I know that my son and my daughter is going to preach the word of God. They're going to be worshipers of the Lord, amen. They're going to be servants of God. They're going to pioneer a church one day. They're going to evangelize and preach the word all over the world, amen. I pray, you're going to speak these things and pray, amen. And though they may act like devils, you still got to believe, Amen. And trust in the Lord that the Lord, amen, will deliver them in his perfect timing. Amen? You got to believe these things and say, Lord, I know you're going to heal and restore my marriage. I know you're going to fix it and mend it by the power of your love and your Holy Spirit. But Lord, help me, Lord God, to remain faithful during these tough times. Help me, Lord God, to remain faithful, Lord God, and to love my spouse uh, despite them not deserving it. Help me to love unconditionally, amen. Help me to love sacrificially. Help me to love them and forgive them even though it hurts. And they hurt me and they broke my heart and it's so hard to even sit at the table with them and share a meal. Lord, help me, God, to make dinner with joy. Come on. Amen. Amen. hard when we get hurt when we're broken and when He got to heal us just to still love our spouse just to still love one another amen but we must do it and we must trust in the Lord seek counsel amen don't be too pr- proud men of God don't be too prideful at least you lose your wife and your family say Lord I know you will provide I know you will provide, God. I believe this, and I spoke this, and I remember when I first got saved, I was making minimum wage. And through the grace of God, amen, now my wife and I, we're blessed, amen. We can say we're blessed, amen. God has taken care of us. God has met every need, amen, and God has gone above and beyond. Uh, we have uh, a uh, privilege of uh, having our own business for the last few years, amen, and, and now we're headed to Texas, amen, just to do work for the Lord. We're blessed, amen. God has taken care of us. But we spoke these things, amen. It was their time where we struggled, right, babe? We struggled. We were on loans after loans just to get us through the week, amen. How many guys ever been there? Yeah. Amen. But by the grace of God, God got us out of that, amen. Yeah. God got us out of that. He gave me wisdom as a husband to finance and steward our finances correctly, amen. But how many of you guys know that it all came from giving tithe? Yeah. This ain't even in here. I don't know why I'm saying this. But the Lord had to deal with me in regards to tithe and offering and giving, Amen. amen. And once that got in order, that's when things just started to fall in line and promotion after promotion, raise after raise, business and and other investments, Amen. That worked out, praise God. But it came through being obedient in tithing and offering. And so maybe you're in a financial bind. Ask the Lord to see, to check your heart in this area, Amen. And be faithful with the little that you have, because Jesus says. Uh, he cannot give you more if you're not faithful with the little that he has already given you. Amen. So be faithful with the portion that God has given you, and he will give you a greater measure. Amen. We got to speak life over our ministry. Amen. That God is going to move in our ministry because we believe that the word is yes and amen tonight, don't we? Amen. The third thing tonight, I know it's, it's getting late as we wind it down is when the promises of God don't look so promising, right? We're talking about the Word of God and how it's full of life. But how many of you guys know that at times the promises of the Word of God, and the Word of God doesn't always look so promising? There are over 3,500 promises within the Word of God, but they don't always look so promising. In our main text, Jesus was amazed at his faith and says, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And the Bible says at that same hour, someone say "Same same hour. The Roman officer's servant was healed. But how many of you guys know that, that our healing and, and what we're praying for doesn't always come in that same hour? What we're believing for oh, doesn't always come within the 60 minutes, amen, that it happened, like it happened to him. Because we know that God's ways aren't our ways, amen. His thoughts are far beyond our thoughts. His timing is not our timing. Does anyone believe and agree with that? So what happens when the Word of God and the promises of the Word of God take more than an hour? What does our faith look like then? What happens in this, in this situation, in these circumstances, when God isn't answering and God isn't moving when you expect him to? What happens to our faith? Well, how about this? What happens to your obedience in the house of God in these times? See, what happens is in these situations, many stop short of their blessing. Many stop short of the miracle that they were praying for. You know, it just breaks my heart. You know, over the last couple years, my wife and I had the privilege of just sitting with couples, young married couples, you know, uh, who are struggling in their marriage. And a particular spouse, is, as he is telling us, I'm praying for my husband to get saved. I, I'm praying, I'm speaking this, I'm speaking that, that he'll come to church. And just right before God actually grabs a hold of them, they, want, they want to settle for a divorce. And then here comes the man of God, gets saved, gets filled with the Holy Ghost, is in church. Right before God can do a miracle, they gave up. I've seen this happen where many stop short of the miracle that they were praying for. In disbelief, many forfeit in faith and throw in the towel. Doubt creeps within their mind and their heart and life, and it soon alters. Their obedience to the Lord. You will see these slowly back out of ministry when life, get tough, life gets tough. They'll slowly back out of ministry. They'll slowly back out of life group. They'll slowly back out of relationship with some people. They'll slowly stop being uh, uh, um, um, uh, just involved in what's going on in the church, right? Their attendance and faithfulness to the house of God will begin to alter. Their commitment will alter. Their giving will alter. Their prayer life begins to alter. Their praise and worships begin to alter. It, it changes the whole demeanor of the, of the person when times in crisis comes their way. Their reverences stand for holiness alters. Their perspective of church begins to change and alters. But the Lord says in Psalms eighty nine thirty four, my covenant, I will not violate, nor will I alter, nor will I change, nor will I take back. The utterance of my lips. In other words, what I've spoken, I will not change it. I will not alter it. I will keep my word. I will keep my, my promises. The problem is we as believers change. We alter. The Lord doesn't. Amen. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. But we change on the daily. We change on the weekly. It, when we wake up and it determines what type of day we're going to have. Right? Some of us barely made it in tonight. But thank God you're here. Amen. You're going to get revived and restored and strengthened in the power of God. I'm believing it. No longer are you going to live day to day just barely getting through. Amen. The Lord says, I will not alter the words that come out of my mouth. I will not change or alter my promise. I will not violate my promise. I will not break my covenant with my people. For I am not a man that shall lie. My word of the Lord is just... Amen, amen, amen. Has God been faithful to you tonight? Amen. Has God been faithful to anyone tonight, amen. amen? You see, it's during the process. Someone say process. process. During the process of the promise is where our faithfulness begins to change. The moment you're ready to quit is usually the moment right before the miracle will happen. So always remember that. The moment you think about quitting is usually always the moment where God is about to bring the breakthrough in your life. And the devil's trying to do whatever he can to make you forfeit and throw in the towel. Amen. See, many fall short of their blessing and their breakthrough. Many don't make it to the seventh day. Many don't get to see the walls of Jericho come crashing down because they forfeit. Many never make it across the Red Sea, never make it to the promised land, amen, because they give up. They never see the breakthrough happen. See, despite unchanging circumstance, we must choose. It's a decision we must choose, amen, to walk in obedience. We must choose to live by faith and not by sight, amen. We must choose to trust in the living word of God day in and day out despite what is happening around us, amen. See, another thing tonight as we begin to close, my third close. (laughs) It happens, right, Pastor Omar? (laughs) Our obedience to the word is tied into the promise. You write that one down. Your obedience to the promise. Your obedience to the word is tied into the promise. You can't expect to receive the promises of the word of God if you're not living according to the word of God. That's very important tonight, church. Amen. Many want the blessing, but they don't want to walk in obedience to the word of God. Many want the blessings of the uh, of the promise, but without the obedience. Jesus said this in John 14, 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who actually love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. In Luke eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says this. But even more blessed are All who hear the word of God and put it into practice. The Bible also says that we must be not only what? Hearers of the word of God, but what? Doers of the word of God. Amen. If you want to see the promises fulfilled in your life, in your marriage, in your children, in your ministry, amen, in your neighborhoods, then we must live according to the word of God, live righteously before the Lord, live right, amen, and be in right standing with God. Because we can't live a, a life of sin and, and live a double life, but yet come to church and expect all to be well in our lives. Amen. 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 Remain faithful to the house of God. Live right in serve the Lord. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. Someone say if. Yes. I love that because in, this, in the scripture there's, there's a big if. Right? Because then it's proper time if we don't give up. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 says this. And I got the words to come up. Amen. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Praise God. We must remain faithful tonight, church. We must remain faithful. We must hold on to the truth of the word of God no matter how long it takes my mom prayed for years and years and years kicked me out many times huh a couple times even had to live with my sister I think at one point and even live with the, the, the Hanks family I see you thank you for opening up your home despite me bringing in all those evil spirits right thank you guys went from house to house living out of my car for a couple days. But I thank God for his grace and mercy, amen. But for so many that didn't give up and kept believing, amen. And so we must not give up. See, Noah was told to build an ark because the Lord was going to destroy the earth, right? He found favor in in the Lord's sight and his whole family was going to be saved. But he had to wait 100 years before the actual rain came, right? before that promise was fulfilled Abraham had to wait 25 years before receiving his promise at 100 years old him and Sarah at 90 they conceived Isaac so nothing ever comes at times within the hour right but just like many in the the word of God they trusted in what God spoke to them and so we must too believe choose to believe in what God has spoken to us in his word Amen. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord, He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I speak this over you now. Amen. That the Lord's strength, amen, will come upon you tonight. Don't give up on the promise. Amen. Every head bowed tonight. Every eye closed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.